Welcome to Healthcare IT Today. I'm John Lynn, together with my colleague and friend, Colin Hung. The world of technology and healthcare are ever-changing in new and novel ways, and that's why we love this stuff. So join us as we discuss the latest healthcare and health ID news, meshed together in new ways which help generate ideas and new perspectives. Plus, we'll have a little fun along the way. On today's episode, we'll be doing a preview of the Vive 2023 conference. And be sure to follow the show on social media at the hashtag HITSM and our personal accounts at TechGuy and at Colin underscore Hung. Plus, check out our 17 years of health IT blog content at healthcareittoday.com. Have you ever seen a conference explode on the scene as quickly as Vive has, Colin? In all these years, I mean, you've been to... 300 conferences over the years. <laughs> have you ever seen one grow this big, this quick? <laughs> no, I have to say, certainly in the healthcare space, this is a little unprecedented, uh, you know, in terms of how fast the conference has grown. I mean, the only other one that compares to, obviously, is Health, HLTH, but it's run by the same organization, so you can kind of lump them in together. But yeah, no, it's uh, certainly organic growth is not in the vocabulary of this conference. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to be fair, it is a mixture of health, which already had a conference, and Chime, which Chime. has already had a conference. So in some ways, it's not really a new conference. It's an amalgamation of the two. But yeah, but I, just the the impact it's had and the growth has been pretty astonishing, I'd say. It has. I think the, the tougher one... Uh, which we don't have a question on, will be, of course, what's the difference between Vive and Health? <laughs> but we'll get to that <laughs> another day. Uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll give you the answer. Fall and spring. <laughs> no, it's also startups and CIOs as well. So <laughs> That's true. That's true. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Vive, um, for those of you who aren't familiar, is, is a conference. That's, it is a combination of Health and Chime, and it's happening in Nashville this year, and it's coming up fairly soon. And I remember looking at the calendar, John, and just going, oh, that's far away. It's far away. It's it's coming. It's the end of March, January, uh, March 27th. Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And Nashville is such a great venue for conferences. I love how everything's so close in Nashville. Like it's gotten too expensive. So I will give Nashville that credit because it's so in demand and there's so many cool things and, and probably too many people going there for a bachelorette parties that drive up the price of hotels and things. But I love that it's all in that central downtown area, easy to get around. And so that, that's a good choice. So John, what are the topics that you think are going to be discussed the most at the upcoming Vive conference? Give us your opinion there. Yeah, so I'm going to go after some topics that maybe aren't as popular because <laughs> we already know workforce, revenue, leadership, hiring, you know, like, but the, you know, the topics that I think are going to be really interesting at Vive is the reality of AI impacting everything that's going to be a fun conversation, right? And what does that even mean? And how, what does it look like? And what really is AI? And what's Memorex, right? <laughs> what's, what's fake? What's not AI? And, and how is that going to impact your workforce and, and accelerate the efforts you're doing? I'm really excited to see that. Another one that I think is interesting to think about is the whole interoperability QHIN, identity management. I think that's going to be a topic that's going to be really big for a lot of organizations because it's a problem for a lot of organizations. And they're going to be discussing like, how do we deal with this? And, and, and related to that is doing these things that you know are important for security because you need proper identity management for good security. 
But how do we do that in a way that doesn't just burn out our clinicians more, you know, the single sign on type of approaches or other things like how do we do that and two factor authentication and how do we ensure that we're not, you know, the security isn't a problem for the organization, but also that it's not a problem for the end users who now have to jump through more hoops. Uh, you know, I think we're going to see a bunch of solutions that will make the lives of IT professionals easier in that regard. I, I can't, I can't uh, agree with you more. I do think QHIN is going to be an interesting conversation. I think a lot of people uh, like myself are going to be asking like, okay, so what now, what's next? And uh, you know, I think the folks at the Square Project and other places are going to, you know, get a lot of questions <laughs> at Vive on this. I think it's also, to your point, interesting. I think a lot of it will start discussing it because now it's sort of more tangible, more real. Before the last few conferences, there was always something sort of was coming, was coming. Now it's here. And, mm -hmm. and I agree. I think there'll be a lot of questions on that. You touched on a topic that I think is going to be talked about at, at Vive. And I think, unfortunately, cybersecurity is going to rear its head again. Um, and I think it, this time, I think, though, it's a little bit more around endpoint management now that we've got a lot of, um, of uh, remote patient monitoring devices in the wild, uh, you know, that kind of thing, uh, more devices inside the, the hospital. I think there's going to be a lot more discussion around how do we secure all of that and what technologies can be brought to bear. And, and then lastly, I think one of the, the hottest debates that will happen at Vive will be at what month will the floodgates open back up? <laughs> like, I think, like, I think there's just sort of this pent up sort of, okay, we're all waiting and seeing like how the economy is going to go and how the budgets are going to go mm. and are things going to come fully back? And are you betting August, September, June? Like, I think that's going to be an, actually a topic of discussion is like when people think it's going to open back up again in terms of the dollars flowing. Right. And for the dollars to start spending with health IT companies, because we're seeing a bit of a pullback, right, from a number of health IT companies, because there's just an uncertain future. Like, I, I actually am not sure they necessarily see a recession or anything in health IT spending, but the, the uncertainty has a lot of people saying, well, let's just prepare for the unknown. And I think that's the interesting part of your question, which is when will it be more well known where it's okay, yeah, we can start spending some more. But that's really good we should we should do an informal survey as we go around and see what people say that sounds like a good future episode you know the other one that i think i'm going to be watching for and i think vive is unique in this in some ways although health does it to some degree as well is i'm interested in seeing how provider organizations are going to be working with payers Certainly, we've seen a lot of prior authorization stuff that, you know, as people have been, you know, pushing around. But it's amazing to look at the Epics and Cerners and, you know, big EHR vendors of the world that are sharing with payers now in a way, whether they're sharing data, whether they're integrating some sort of interface with the payers to be able to pro provide a better experience, or whether it's provider organizations all coming together to sell their data to payers, or, you know, like th there's so many things happening. And it goes back to this whole pay provider kind of situation that we're in that's saying, hey, the insurance companies have money and the providers have data. How do we bridge this gap to understand really what needs to happen and eventually shift to value-based care as well. So 
I'm interested to see what are the payer announcements that are going to be happening between providers and organizations that sell software to providers that now have a trough of data that could be useful to the payers. Yeah, I mean, data data is the new currency, right? I think we've heard Rasu uh, talk about that a few times, but uh, you're right. I mean, there have been a lot of collaborations that have been happening over the last few years around data, you know, Clarify Health, right? Uh, Truveta, these kinds of companies. I, I'm curious to see how we're going to, are there going to be more of those? Or to your to your point, are there going to be a few more partnership announcements where, you know, providers and payers are going to get together who, who aren't naturally partners already to, to share and come up with some new products based on that data that the healthcare organizations have? Yep, that'll be fun. So, John, what are you looking forward to the most at Vive? doesn't have to be IT related, but just in general, what are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, besides the live music. No, I mean, <laughs> at the event itself, uh, you know, I think this is true for every conference. The best part is the people. And it seems like they're going to have a really good audience of CIOs there because of the Chime connection. And so it'll be great to hear from the CIOs and hear What's really happening with them? How are the budget cuts affecting them? And what choices are they making? Are they getting rid of people? Are they getting rid of software? Are they getting, you know, or are they just going forward, right? Because they have enough budget because their organization maybe is in a good position. So hearing some of those things and the, the hard decisions that they're likely having to make right now will be really interesting to hear, you know, what is happening and what is their priority? Is it implementing AI solutions that make their workforce better and allow them to deal with some of those challenges? Or is it, hey, I've got 600 computers that I need to update. And if I don't update it, we aren't going to have those computers for the providers to use, or my network capacity is going to be an issue. So I need to upgrade to 5G and or Wi-Fi 6 or some mix of those things. I was having a conversation today with NTT around that and many of the organizations that really aren't, you know, aren't clear on what they need to do. And they need to partner with someone to really address some of the connectivity challenges that if they don't deal with now, become a major problem to the clinicians down the road and, and contribute to the burnout because connectivity is becoming, or one might even say has become essential to the care that's being provided. Ooh. Those are those are always fun. Uh, you're right, no doubt. People are, is what make the conferences for us. Uh, I also am lo looking forward to the exhibit hall. It's actually got some quite interesting companies, a mixture kind of of established organizations that we know and love, the you know the Meditechs of the world and and so forth, but also some newcomers, uh, companies that I don't recognize, frankly. So I'm actually looking forward to checking some of them out. There, I have to give a shout out because there's a Canadian innovation. Uh, <laughs> booth where they're bringing down a bunch of companies from Canada from a bunch of the different incubators up here and they're going down to Vive to see what it's going to be like in the U.S. healthcare system so we're going to have fun seeing some fellow Canadians with wide eyes as to how <laughs> big Vive really is and how, how different the market really is but to me that's always a, a fun part is really just kind of chance to walk the aisles and see what new innovations are coming out what new technologies are out there what and what's on those uh, placards that companies have to see what they're talking about. Like, what are they focusing on? Is it going to be the focus on revenue? Is it going to be focusing on workforce issues? Or is it going to be something completely different? I'm, I'm looking forward to that. 
Yeah, it's fair. I mean, it is interesting. We learn a lot about the industry by looking at what the companies are communicating. So I think there is, you know, that that's an underrated aspect of just walking the aisles and seeing what's being shared. So I think that that is interesting to think about and see. You know, the other one for me is I'm, I'm really fascinated uh, by the partnership between Health and Chime to create Vive. And I think they learned a lot at the first uh, Vive about you know, Chime doing their thing versus Vive and how does the two interact? How do the two interact with each other? And, you know, will yeah, they have something called the Chime experience? I'm interested to see what does that look like and hear from attendees, what's that experience like versus, you know, the previous Chime Spring Forum or Chime Fall Forum, which I've obviously attended a lot of. So it'd be interesting to see, do they like this? And, and does Vive provide, because it's got a sense that it's trying to be that next innovation arm, you know, for CIOs to learn about the innovations that are coming. And maybe some of those partnerships between payers and providers or between, you know, retail health and providers, like that's the opportunity, I think, that is presented by the combination of these two organizations. But do CIOs even care, right? Like, that's part of my question, right? Like, is this a really good thing? And the CIOs are going to be like, yeah, this gave me a lot of fodder for what I need to accomplish. Or are they like, Hey, I'm so busy dealing with moving my data to the cloud and replacing desktops and, you know, and digital transformation, EHR optimization that I'm not really thinking about retail health right now. So I, you know, it'll be interesting to see where the rubber meets the road for CIOs at the event. Are you saying, John, that uh, CIOs, Chime, and uh, Health need to become more interoperable? Because that's what I'm hearing <laughs> you say right now. Well, the question is, is there value in that interoperability, right? Because <laughs> if there's not, then uh, you know it makes me question the future of the event. Although if there's always been value, even when Chime just got together on its own, when Health got together on its own. So, but yeah. Well. Is the interoperability worth it? Is the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like to me we we'll just have to mandate it, John. That's just that's just the way it is, right? We'll There's going to be it. a government-regulated stimulus to uh, right. interoperate between retail health and <laughs> and innovation at health systems. <laughs> hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Healthcare IT today with John Lynn and Colin Hung. Today we're doing a preview of the upcoming Vive 2023 conference happening in Nashville. So John, let's uh, turn the tables a little bit. Um, how do you think Vive will be different than Hims this year? Yeah, you know, and we we get this question a lot, and probably because of our Hitmic uh, Healthcare Marketing Conference, we get the community coming to us and just saying, "Well, should I go to Vive or should I go to Hims? Should I go to both?" And we're getting a lot of mixed answers, and that's I think the right answer is uh, you know it depends on what your goal is and what you're trying to accomplish, right? If if you want to get the highest concentration of CIOs, Chime has always been that, right? Like that's that's been at least as long as I've been, you know, writing about healthcare technology. They've they've created an association of CIOs, so it makes sense that they have a lot of CIOs, right? And so I think that's what you'll find at Vive with a flavor of innovation from the health people with, you know, I mean, when you see some of the speakers, you have med device companies speaking and payers speaking. And so there is a different feel to that, right? That health brings to the table as well. Uh, that, you know, obviously should be catered to the CIOs who are the main target audience, I, I believe for Vive. And at HIMSS, I think we'll have some of those CIOs as well. 
But I think the part with hymns is that there's a lot more vendors there than there will be at Vive. And I don't think Vive intends, you know, as I understand it, talking with the people that I talk with at the event, they don't, they don't want to be a 40,000 person conference, right? They want it to be the executive high level conference, which is very different than HIMSS, which includes everyone. It includes the whole spectrum of health IT professionals. So if you're a CIO that wants to go meet with 10 different vendors of a specific category, you know, secure text messaging, digital front door, HIMSS is going to be a better place for that in, in large degree, right? Whereas Vive will be curating your existing ones that, you know, are strategic to the CIO. So that would be a different conversation. Or if you're an IT infrastructure manager at a hospital and you need to, you know, meet with your security vendor, a cloud vendor, a infrastructure, you know, networking vendor, et cetera. HIMSS is going to be, a, I think, a better place for those type of people to go and see those organizations. And then, of course, you know, HIMSS has always been great for partnerships, right? Because there are the volume of vendors that are there. So I think that's going to be one of the big differences between the two. Yeah, I think um, the, the biggest difference is a physical, right? Like when you when you go to a Vive, you're going to see, you know, themed uh, posters everywhere, right? The entrance to the exhibit hall is going to be some sort of digital experience, almost like walking into a concert kind of thing, right? Um, so there's going to be a, certainly a production value I find is, is, is uh, I won't say higher, but certainly more uh, noticeable at a Vive conference as opposed to a hymns. Right. Like there's a different vibe that that vibe, which sorry for the alliteration, but, you know, like and they they try for that. Right. Like they want to be, you know, I, I describe it as the difference between Fort Lauderdale and uh, and Boca or, or or Palm Springs. Right. Palm Springs is more like hymns. Right. More kind of higher end professional, you know, polished, you know, whereas Fort Lauderdale is kind of more younger, hipper, wants to have this, you know, DJ vibe music. I think that's what you're describing, right? Yeah, I think that's that's the, sort of the physical difference. But I think to your point, to me, hymns is still the place where people are going to go to find their enterprise solution, right? Like that's, that is where all those kinds of meetings happen. That's where the VP of IT and the VP of infrastructure and the VP of clinical applications, that's the conference they're going to go to. They're probably not going to be at Vive. There's not, not going to be very many of them. Why? Because the CIO is there, right? So they don't need to be there. So I think though that Vive is trying to cultivate more of a, an innovation theme. And I think certainly just looking at the vendors that are at the Vive conference as opposed to the HIM conference, we see a few more of those smaller kinds of startup-y kind of companies, companies looking for funding. Uh, look at the diversity of the topics. We have a lot more mid-device type companies here at, at, at Vive. So there's certainly a difference, but but to me, it really does boil down to who is your audience. Uh, you know, I may actually argue the opposite side. I actually think there may be more startups at Hims than there are at Vive, because many of the startups can't afford to go to Vive, and they can't, and they don't want to go after the CIO. They realize that the CIO is not really their buyer. Maybe they have to convince the CIO to, you know, mark it off. Right? The CIO can say no, but that's not who's going to say yes. And so, I actually think. Hims could have more startup companies than Vive because of the cost and because of the the buyer that they're going after. So I, I'm interested to see, right? Uh, you know, certainly Vive likes to 
to create a perception of innovation and all this that might seem attractive to a startup. And so there, there could be some there, but I actually think when you look at volume of startups, I think hymns could probably be more than five. Interesting. We'll have to find out by doing a count. <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> so let, John, let's end by talking about Nashville. We both love the city. What are your recommendations for people who may be heading to Nashville for the first time or the first time in a long time? Yeah, so I love Nashville and I'm probably in the minority here to some people. I love Broadway. I love crowds though. So maybe I'm a little skewed there. I love going down to Broadway, hitting up the live music and then hopping between bar to bar, restaurant to restaurant and listening to all the live music. But the nice thing is with Nashville, no matter where you go, you can pretty much find live music. And so, and there's a misconception too, that everyone thinks, well, it's Nashville, it's got to be country, which there is plenty of country, don't get me wrong. There's, if you want country, you'll find country. But it's shocking when you go on Broadway and even the live music places, how many of them are not country or maybe a little bit of country, a little bit of rock and roll, a little bit of you know whatever. It's a mixture of a lot of different things. So you can find all sorts of live music. So number one on my list is of course, live music. And the more live music I can get, the better. I, I've, I've never met you know where I haven't had enough. So that, that's top on my list. For me though, I mean, whenever I think of Nashville, I, I, hot chicken, right? Like Hattie B's hot chicken. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's a must see. It's a must stop, must have. Um, my mouth is watering just thinking about it. I can't wait to go and have a hot chicken sandwich from Hattie B's. It's one of my favorite things and one of my favorite foods to eat. So looking forward to that. Also, as you know, I know, John, I'm a fan of the American Pickers TV show. So one of the stops for me has got to be the, uh, you know, antique architecture store that's located in Nashville. And you can check out some of the relics that they've picked up on, on the TV show that you see. So and that in general, I love that about Nashville. Not a lot of people give Nashville credit for the architecture. Hmm. Uh, just, you know, the old buildings, the converted uh, factories and the exposed brick and the pipe works and everything. And most of the buildings, I find that fascinating. It's just, it's such a different feel. Even in the exhibit hall areas, like there's areas where you can still see that. They've brought it actually into the exhibit areas. It's pretty incredible. And and one of the things I love to to do as a marketer is I love to go to the hatch uh, printing factory, which is in the museum, which is right at the downstairs of the music, uh, the music convention center there, and just watch them produce those old timey, you know, posters uh, for bands and stuff. It's just uh, incredible. So creative. Yeah, I've never seen that. And I've, I've I forgot about the American Pickers. I, I, I love that show as well. So I'll have to check that out. I haven't been there. That's interesting. You know, the other one that I think is fun for me is if you get all out of Broadway a little bit, there's definitely a lot of, you know, maybe higher end bars, I guess you could say, because, you know, a lot of the ones on Broadway do have all the bachelorettes and whatnot going around. And I get that, right? And and that may not be your culture. So there, there are a, a plenty of them that are outside, just a little outside, you know, the main Broadway center that, that are interesting. But I also love to go to these converted houses. So they've converted a lot of the houses into studios. And then around those studios, many of the houses have become restaurants. And you have these little like kitschy restaurants where you can like eat out on the, in these like picnic tables and like have this amazing food. And a lot of times those are singers that are coming and waiting on you, right? And you can kind of hear their stories and what have you done? And, you know, you look up their Instagram, you get a, you get a feel for who they are, which is pretty cool, right? Like it's a unique experience and just a fun thing to kind of, of 
get outside of just the rat race of Broadway. I, I think that's a fun thing to do for a lot of organizations, especially if you're taking, you know, clients to dinner. There's a bunch of those places you can go to. They're just a little bit different and, and still nice and they provide a nice experience for you, but, uh, you know, provide a, a different thing than you might find in the downtown area. One thing, though, John, that I don't like about Nashville is you have to dodge the scooters and uh, <laughs> in Nashville. There, Not after so 9 p.m. They, they shut them down after 9 p.m. because they don't want That's drunk true. scooter drivers. But <laughs> yeah, it's probably a very wise thing given that Broadway opens up at that point. But yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that Nashville, you know, you do have to be careful crossing the street because there's a lot of scooters coming around the corners that don't stop. So yeah, just look out for that. The other thing I'm expecting is a bunch of parties. I mean, Vive has done well with those. I think Health did as well in that kind of same culture. I think there's going to be some, I mean, there's great party spots there, especially when you own the whole space, right? When they take it over and you have all people from the conference there, there's some amazing spaces that almost always includes music and food, Southern cooking, you know, <laughs> I've already seen some that are talking about some like legit artists coming to do it. And of course, Vive puts on a great show as well. And, it, and the venue for their industry night is awesome. It's a beautiful venue that's, it has an upstairs, has a downstairs big dance floor there's a lot of area to go and and enjoy their their performance so i think that the parties are going to be a lot of fun and a great way to connect with a lot of people as well hey thanks to all of you who tuned in to this episode of healthcare it today you can find more details about our show by checking out the programs page on healthcarenowradio.com and please share your voice and engage with the community at healthcareittoday.com and on social media using the hashtag HITSM. I'm Colin Hung with my friend and health IT collaborator, John Lynn. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.